Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Hello, hello world. This is Ross Weitzer, still trying to figure out how to do a proper podcast introduction. For me, always the strangest part of this conversation. <laughs> but welcome to The Ultimate Podcast. My guest today is Casey Gilman, and this is a really special one because in the, the ultimate coach verse, there are many people who are showing up powerfully and expressing themselves and opening themselves. And Casey Gilman is the poster child for this because <laughs> he has shown up more powerfully than anybody I've met. So Casey, so grateful to be here with you. Yeah. I think that was a great intro. I don't think you have anything to to work on. Nailed it, right? (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for for choosing to to have me on here to talk with you. It's amazing. I am blessed. You're a big presence, man. (sighs) (laughs) It's uh, it's funny because, you know, it's like I don't try to be. It's, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about some of that i'm sure plus my my posts and stuff kind of you know bring people up to the story of that and uh how that came to be so mm. i wasn't wasn't always definitely not a couple months ago for sure you don't try to be but you choose to be yeah um yeah really it was it kind of came down to um that like a message that eric had sent me um uh, just about I think it was after my very first post and he sent me a message saying, uh, you know, I, I still was new to the group at that point. And the message said, uh, I saw your post and, you know, um, obviously I'm paraphrasing, but um, that I saw your post and I know it was probably difficult to, to make. And I appreciate that. And I just want to give you a word of advice. And if, you know, if you want to take it, take it. If you don't, that's okay. But if you come to this group and to life and you give of yourself fully and, and, you know, from your heart and you also receive in that same way that you're going to get a lot more out of this group and out of life. And, you know, sometimes you just hear things at the, the right, at the right time, it's the right, the right words at the right time. And they kind of sink in and, that's what started my journey in, in this group and, uh, and just in this new life in general. Can you invite us into that post that you're referring to? What was going on in your life pre and then the context behind this post that you created that led yeah. to Eric inviting you into the fullness of who you are? Yeah. So again, right. My memory is slightly hazy exactly which post it was. It was either my intro post which I kind of sat on for a while uh, or my very first live video, which was, you know, I felt like it was a mess. <laughs> it was, it was one of those two. Um, yeah. So it was just kind of, 
so do you, what was your exact question again? Because I was trying to remember which post it was. You're, you want to know which post it was. It was, yeah. More, more so, what's more important is like, who were you before and who were you as yeah. you entered yeah. sharing yourself vulnerably in the group? Yeah. So, man, before I was, this, this journey happened really fast for me. Um, and before that, so to take you back to like the very beginning of where it started, Lindsay, my wife, got invited to the group and she spent a few days in it figuring it out. And then every day after that, she was telling me how amazing it was. And she just kept talking about it and talking about it. And I had been off Facebook for about eight years, I think. And I was like, no, leave me alone. I don't want to join. <laughs> like, I don't want to get back on Facebook. And um, so, but she kept talking about it. Eventually, I saw um, a man's post and it really spoke to me. And I said, okay, I'll join and I'll kind of poke around. And so I did that. And when I did, and I started seeing people sharing and, and the, the love and the support and all of that, I started feeling, so, you know, to go back, I, I have had emotional blockages in my life for probably like 30 years, 30 something years where I couldn't feel the highs and I couldn't feel the lows. Everything was kind of just like in the middle. And so sharing, nah, that wasn't really my thing. And, uh, you know, definitely coming from big love was not my thing. And then in this group, something started happening, right? And Lindsay had got the book and we were both reading it together. And we would read it together every night, like aloud to each other. One of us would take turns. And in that process, I was able to, to become something I was never able to before. I tried multiple times in the past to read self-help books, uh, listen to podcasts, do all of these things, do, right? Mm -hmm. Do. And it always felt overwhelming. It always felt like, ah, oh, I always got to do more. I always got to just like keep adding to my plate, right? And so like as soon as I would hit a bump in the road, I would, I would fall back to the comfortable area to the area that I knew, which was not growing, not improving, not transforming, going back to where everything was just easy, right? So when I came into this group and we started reading the book and I started being, you know, kind of poking around at this point, I started realizing the way that the being came to me was that I don't have to do anything. I have to remove the things that I'm being that aren't working for me. And then, and then like, I will just be and, and I'll feel a lot better. And it seems like a very simple thought and it is a very simple thought, but it's mentally your brain does gymnastics to try to make it more complicated. And um, if, if you were in my shoes and I started just started on that process and my wife kept telling me, you got to post, you got to make an intro post. And I was like, no, no. And then I was like, one day I was like, yeah, yeah. And I did. And the reception to it was way better than I, than I would have, uh, than I would have ever thought. 
And that started the, the real unlocking of myself. And that started me really sharing more. Once I saw that that post spoke to some people, I was like, wow, you know, my story, some people are really affected by it. And so then I started sharing more deeper things <laughs> and um, yeah, it kind of snowballed from there. And then when I got that message, like from Eric, I think it was maybe after, yeah, I think it was probably after my first live, to be honest. And yeah, it just opened up the floodgates from that point and kind of like a lot of things broke down as far as the blockage I had emotionally and stuff. And I just started letting it flow. That was it. So powerful, Casey. <laughs> just just removing, right? So like I said, it was just removing all of the things that were holding me back that I was doing. The imagery that was coming up for me that I find really interesting is I think oftentimes when people are feeling emotionally blocked, there's this fear of allowing it to surface because if it surfaces and other people see, they're going to reject me. Mm -hmm. so instead of expressing outward i'm going to vacuum myself inward and shut Mm -hmm. and it's that very processing of what if that prevents people from opening but it's literally the exact opposite what happened in your situation was by opening not once were you rejected but instead you were making a difference. Yeah. And that making a difference had a reversal of the vacuum effect where people were now trying to suck you into their reality because it comforted them. And then all of a sudden now everything just starts opening and coming out. Yeah. And it's funny because like I said, that message, you know, from Eric, Um, I know myself, I know a lot of my, um, especially my men friends, right, have a problem with receiving. And so the receiving part of it was honestly, that was almost more difficult than the, than the giving. Um, And through this opening up and this, and this putting out of it, like you said, right, there was almost this reverse vacuum, right? And Mm. all of a sudden things started coming to me, like, people um like offers like yeah it was just it was crazy you know and i can talk to that about just you know the one day that really kind of was just like miracle after miracle i had a call set up in the morning two actually one really early with uh philip in switzerland uh then followed by matt smith And, um, that was how my day was supposed to start. Right. And I didn't have really anything else going on after that. And it wasn't my first call with Philip. And that was, it was just a wonderful, beautiful call. And it always was, and it, it aligned some things for me. And then right after that, I got on with Matt and I expected the call to be about one thing. And he totally turned it around and walked me through one of the most beautiful meditations I think he started the conversation with after, after intros, he started it with um, Casey, are you open to a miracle today? (laughs) And um, that's exactly what happened. Right. I I told him, took a second. I paused for a second. I don't know why, but I did. And then I said, yes, I am. 
And so he walks me through this meditation. And the first thing he, he says to me was, what do you want from your mother? And I'm like, wow. Cause the night before I was just thinking about how I was having troubles with my mom, not seeing me. And so like, I hadn't really told anybody that except for my wife. And so he walks me through this and at the end of it, it was just kind of like this release of the need that I had. And, um, was beautiful and I left that and I was kind of processing what had just happened and I get a call from Alan Thompson saying hey man we're uh, a couple of us are heading over to Steve's do you want to come over to Steve's and who's going to turn that down <laughs> so you know so Lindsay and I like figure out like you know who's going to watch the kids and we head over to Steve's and we're in this magical like experience over at Steve's house and then I, I get back from that and Eric had left me a message <laughs> wanting to know about my day and then wanting to assist me with something. And it was just, man, it was one thing after another. And it all stemmed from who I have been being in the group, who I've been being in life, you know? And yeah, you if you open yourself up, the world opens up to you. I truly believe and feel that. What does it all mean to you? Um, I got a whole post that I was going to make on this one day. Um, there's been this post I've been kind of toying with and haven't put out there. We'll talk about it right now instead. So <laughs> my life, right? I always felt if I was a good, a good, per a good person, right? That, that the universe or God or However, whomever, however you want to look at that, right? If you're not religious, whatever way you want to look at it, would take care of me, right? And it's and it's it's went that way, but the how I term it now is half-ass being. <laughs> so, so I was kind of, I was you know being certain ways that were really good and were who I wanted to be, but I wasn't like fully being. I was kind of half-assing it. And opportunities I would let go and I wasn't committed to anything, but I was like committed to being a good person and, and being helpful and being there for people. And I was taken care of. I was never like in a really bad situation. I was never in really great, but I was always taken care of. What has happened since, since coming into the group and since, um, embarking on this this new journey of my life this new chapter of my life has shown me that if you really if you're if you're cognizant right if you're actually being and you're being who you want to be and you're coming to that that the world just kind of opens up right and you're so aware of more opportunities that may have been there before but you may have missed them but you're not going to miss them now because you're, you're putting it all out and you're taking it all in. So it really opens up the world to what it's, what it's meant to be, the full potential. And it's natural. It just flows. What's your process when you find yourself not being who you want to be? Yeah. So I think that's a big one, honestly. And I think it kind of gets overlooked sometimes. Um because you don't see a lot of talk about that, but yeah, I still struggle. So there's, I mean, 
you're talking 30 something years of being right. So that's the thing is, you know, whether you're choosing to be something or you're not choosing to be something, you're still going to be something. (laughs) It just may not be what you want and, and what you would choose. And it all comes down to the conscious decision, right? The, if, if you have your document or whatever, like the speaking that to yourself, the maintaining of your garden. Um, so there are still instances where I find myself not being the man that I want to be. That still happens. I'm still working through some things. Um, what makes that easier? What, what makes that, what my process is now is coming back to the things that I hold true for who I want to be, right? So as soon as you catch yourself, which is getting quicker and quicker every day, right? When I catch myself not being who I want to be, I pause and I fall back to who is it that I want to be. And okay, let's get back to that because right now that's not what I'm not who I'm being. And um, I think that having that, having whatever, you know, your document or whomever's document or not even that, just knowing who you want to be and catching yourself and being able to fall back and say, well, that's who I want to be, not, not who I'm being right now. Just having that to go on makes it a lot easier and makes it easy to bring yourself back to that spot. How about that moment, the moments where it doesn't work? Yeah. How do you experience uh, that? It's like, well, I'm doing it, but I'm still feeling heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's a thing, right? That's, that's definitely still a thing. And so I think the way that um, I've kind of handled that has been to grieve it. And it might not always be something that you perceive as like when you hear grieve, you think a lot of people would, would associate sadness with it. Right. It doesn't in my mind have to equal sadness. Um, to me, it equals I'm, I'm grieving that I wasn't able to maintain my space and who I wanted to be. And so I, I give myself that for, for the appropriate amount of time. And then I really try to practice self-forgiveness, which is also huge and new and um, in my life. And, and then just move back forward, get back on track and, and start over again. Um, but it's very important to, to do this self-forgiveness uh, and to, to acknowledge that because otherwise you're going to move forward still harboring whatever feelings you were having. And I think it's really important to clear that out before you move forward. Mm. Kind of similar to clearing, you know, my, my mentals and my, and my space before coming on a, on a one-on-one call, right. In order to be fully present in the next moment, Mm. you got to get rid of what was, what was there before. Yeah. Something honestly, like I realized yesterday, that is my next step of practicing self-forgiveness is it's easy for me to be aware 
of a negative thought. If I'm thinking I'm not good enough, okay, I, I'm aware of that and I can show myself compassion and change that script. Mm-hmm. But for a while, what I wasn't aware of is the emotional states that I needed to show self-forgiveness because I realized that there were times where shame would arise emotionally but because there wasn't a thought per se that led to the feeling of shame, I didn't bring forgiveness into that. I didn't sit with, oh, I'm, I'm feeling shame. Can I yeah. be okay with that and love myself for having shame? Yeah. Yeah. And without yeah. that awareness, it was, it was building and being left untamed. Yeah. Yeah. With a feeling. I don't know that I've thought of that. So I I thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah. I don't, it's definitely a lot harder with a feeling than a conscious thought to, to really kind of dive into that. And how, how do you forgive? You know, as you don't feel, I think it's tricky because you almost don't feel like you need forgiveness because it's a feeling. But then it's like, no, you do. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's a great thought. And it's, it's so easy to skip it. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling shame right now. I told myself I was going to do more creating today, but I ended up doing more consuming. Right. And I'm <laughs> right. feeling shame. And for me, at least, it was, okay, so what, what, how can I do something right now that would lead to me feeling that I'm creating? And if yeah. I were to do that, I never gave the presence to the shame that was there. Mm-hmm. And of course, as we see this new dialogue from reading The Ultimate Coach, it's, well, instead of focusing on how do I create and do, if I stay with that shame, if I show forgiveness and love to that shame, It'll be very curious to see what happens next in my actions. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is wonderful. And here's something that that just came to me too. I think a reason why we focus on, well, what could I do now? Like, how can I create is it's a bit of controlling. There's certainty there. There's a false sense of certainty. Okay. I could do something. It's very controlling behavior. Whereas, whoa, can I really sit in just being with this emotional state? And trusting that that will lead to a result that I hopefully desire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot of this is kind of right. It's it's um, it's your faith that things are going to, you know, if you're being who you want and and you know you are being self forgiveness in those moments, that it's going to lead you to what it is that you truly want. And there's been a lot of uh, posts and lives. And I want to say, I think it was Townsend that did one the other day that was about how, uh, you know, commitment comes first. Right. I think that's what it was. And it's, it's the same, right. Your, your commitment to being is going to yield the results. Right. I used to always be big on, I wouldn't do something prior to this. I wouldn't do something unless I could guarantee the results. 
So I wouldn't commit to doing anything unless I could guarantee, and it's a control thing. But now through this, I'm being shown, no, that, you know, when you commit, when you're being the person that's like committing, the results are going to happen. Like, so if you commit, right, to your self-forgiveness of that feeling, you're, you're having faith that it's going to yield the result you want, and it most likely will. And, man, the feelings thing, that's thrown me for a loop right now. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it in, let's, in those days. Let's just pause for a second. Yeah. Let's just pause in silence and give yeah. space to see what comes. Yeah, man, it made me think of my feelings of frustration that I've faced recently, you know, and how I tried to handle them from the controlling way you were speaking about mm. and what I could do differently and how I could just be in that for a moment, forgive, let go and move forward. And that's a whole new process I'm going to be working on. And uh, I'm going to be being starting, starting after this call here, man. It's amazing. What came up for me in that silence was, I was like, holy shit. I didn't see it. But as I told you, podcasting is new for me. Yeah. (laughs) And and I'm realizing I see this in other dynamics as well. But my internal experience is if I'm present and I'm with you, I get a personal hurrah. If I say something that sounds good, I get a personal hurrah. (laughs) but if I ever am not present for a moment, there comes the whip. Mm. If I'm not coming off perfectly authentic, if there's ever a moment where I'm questioning my authenticity, there's the whip. Yeah. As opposed to being here from a place of, I don't have to be perfectly authentic. Right. I'm discovering authenticity. If there's a moment where I f- notice inauthenticity, can I just be curious about that? Mm-hmm. And can I forgive myself for being inauthentic <laughs> and love myself and know that everything's okay? Yeah. And same thing with the not being present for a moment, mm-hmm. which is really funny because when it happens, I'm like, oh shit, I hope his sentence isn't over now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, this reminds me of the, uh, the, the analogy that was in the book, or I believe it was Steve, you know, about the, you know, the factory is never going to get to zero issues, right? There's, there's always going to be, you know, like when factories have the no injuries in this many days, right? <laughs> like you're never going to get to zero defects, you're never going to be perfect, right? There will always be those moments of like, oh man, I wasn't present for a second. Or like, <laughs> was I just inauthentic? The goal is not ever, I mean, the goal may be the ideal, maybe zero, but the goal should be improvement. Mm-hmm. And know that there's always going to be moments where, you know, I get frustrated, right? Over something that I sh- maybe shouldn't as long as like I'm working and and cognizant and making those less, that's ideal. Um, Getting to zero is like most likely unattainable in a lot of things. 
And if you make that your goal, it's going to just lead to kind of feelings you probably don't want. So yeah, it's, um, I think even in the inauthenticities or the moments that you're missing, that you're not present, I think it's like still truly authentic to that moment. Right. Mm. Cause it's, it's, you're here, you're in this and that's just what happened in that moment. Right. It's not. I, yeah. I need the inauthenticity to discover authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Something that was coming up for me. I was like, I always love it. I was like oh, a moment of realization. That, that, <laughs> that to me is how I know I'm on course. As long as I have a moment of realization, like one a week, we're doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. In the past, people would say to me, Ross, you have such high expectations of yourself. And with you, what I think I just realized, I believe I just realized is it's not that I have high expectations of myself. It's that I didn't allow low acceptance of myself. It was about acceptance, not expectation. Yeah. Expectation is like the branch. The root is acceptance. Because mm-hmm. if we're accepting ourselves, then there isn't any space for expectation. Right. That just dissolves. Yeah. And I think it's funny because that gets, so for me, right. And um, one of the things that actually, you know, the lack of presence or whatever you were just talking about is I don't always look at the camera. <laughs> oh, I never <laughs> so look at that, the camera. That always, I know I'm always looking at you, but then I'll look like over here and, and that's like, um, damn, I got to keep looking this way. Um, but it's not just, you know, acceptance is the root, right? But I think it was uh, DA that, that brought it up after the um, event, right? It's like a baseline, right? And so before your root, your baseline was at one level. And, and I'll speak about myself. After the event, after being active in the group, you know, like my baseline, my roots are now up higher, right? They're a different like vibration. They're a different frequency. So now my new state of being isn't where it used to be, right? There's still no expectations, but what you're accepting of of yourself can change, right? I used to accept the minimum from myself and I was okay with that. And that, that was where I was at in life. And a lot of my blockages led to that. But in, in coming into this, right, it raised, like my acceptance now of myself is a lot higher. And I have to practice, um, you know, radical self-forgiveness when I do allow myself to fall below that new baseline. Because I'm still not there with everything yet. And when that arises, it does get back to the feelings that that brings up, right? And, and the whip of you're not being, you're not being like who you say you are. And it's like, well, ah, give me a second. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and catching that and, and then practicing that self-forgiveness because you're not going to get to zero defaults or defects or whatever, you know, it's like, 
a line in there give just give yourself a second it's <laughs> so perfect because it's making me think about the times where i'm not being who i want to be in this moment and i'm now trying to force myself into being the way i want to be and that is just creating the energy of resistance which is creating even more separation from the state of being that I want to be in. And it's like, just right. give yourself a break for a second. <laughs> if you got to be a way you don't want to be for a moment, just be that way. Take yeah. a breath and then <laughs> try to shift. Yeah. Right. And like I said, if it's, if, and if it's a state that causes you, you know, some sort of like negative feelings, when that, when that's done, focus on the self-forgiveness for a few minutes let it go move on it was a moment in life it's gone now right it's it's now a lesson it's now a lesson and um yeah you just want to move forward from that and start being who you do want to be what does being mean to you yeah it's it's kind of um it means multiple things honestly right so at one level there's the unconscious being which is just that's just kind of how you feel you are every day right it's like um and that's it's and it's true it's it's who you are being every day it's just it's just what you're putting out there into the world um when you create your document when you create you know uh your declarations and you start tending your garden by repeating those to yourself and by living those, now you have a conscious being, right? You're conscious of these things that you're, that you're committed to. And that's where you're coming from. And the more you live by that, and the more you remind yourself of that, the more your default being becomes that. And but then there's the other side of what does it mean to me? It means that I'm choosing, I'm choosing what I'm giving the world, right? My conscious being is choosing to be, uh, as Philip would say, unlimited, right? Unlimited. Mm -hmm. I want to I be unlimited in, in the love I give the world, you know? I want to be unlimited in so many areas of what I'm bringing to the world where before when it was unconscious and I didn't even have the thought and I wasn't thinking about it, I wasn't, I was very limited in what I was giving my fellow people uh, and what I was giving myself, honestly. Um, my acceptance, my baseline at that point was so much lower. And so being to me means consciously choosing the life you're going to live and what you're going to bring to yourself and to everybody. Greatly resonate. And it's just amazing what that, you know, what that does for others and what that does in turn for yourself. And to see it, this group is a very quick place to see the results of it. Right. So this is like the, um, like kind of the sandbox, a test, like where you know you're going to receive love and support, right? But you know, try try being that same person in the world if you haven't. 
I've been trying that, right? Because it's easy in the group, but in the world, when I'm trying to be unconditional love to a woman in the coffee shop, you can't be attached to the results that come from that <laughs> because, you know, she, at, at that point, she was having a, a difficult day and I pulled her aside and I not pulled her aside, but I, I said, excuse me, you know, I, I overheard you were having a difficult day. Is there anything I can do to assist you? And when you ask that to a random person out in the wild, <laughs> you might not get the same response you get in the group. And, um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't. You got? Whew, man, it was just a, a strange look. Um, and uh, it was a strange look. She definitely looked bewildered. You can tell, you can tell that a lot of people aren't expecting kindness and just unconditional love and support out in the world. And, you know, it kind of, it made me sad for a moment, right? Because I was offering this woman truly anything I could have done for her in my means. And from the look I got, you know, it's unexpected. And a lot of times it puts people off, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to keep trying because what happens in our group, I would love to see that be what happens out in the world. Right. And it's only going to happen through example and, and the ripples that we talk about. Right. So I don't know, maybe that lady later on that day kind of reflected and maybe she then was more than she would have been to someone else, you know, or maybe it just cheered her up a little bit. Uh, even though she wasn't able to hear it and receive it, she wasn't able to receive it in that moment, right? I wasn't able to receive a lot in the moment when I first joined the group. I wasn't able to, and I didn't take people's kindness at face value. Now I do. So, you know, we need to be the examples. Um, us, those of us who have, have started this path and, and are able to see this and see what it does and see what it can do need to be the examples. And I truly believe like the ripples will kind of affect and change people. It just might not be as quick as it happens in, in our little group. How do you feel you've been doing with consistency where you find that you have these highs of really being connected, mm -hmm. really coming from love, mm -hmm. really sharing, really being the version of yourself that you want to be and yeah. these plateaus, if you will. Yeah, it, it's, it gets more consistent. Um, some of the things like I, I spoke about, right, kind of touch on this point. It's, it goes back to that tending the garden analogy where the more that I'm speaking to myself who I want to be, the more that I'm practicing who I want to be, the more consistent it becomes. But there have been days when I've felt too busy or been too preoccupied or, or what have you, you know, the kids are going crazy or whatever. And um, you kind of, you forget, you forget because this is still new to me, right? Some of you have been in it longer, so you may be further along, but to me, it's still new. And I come from 30 something years of, of not. And 
every day gets a little more consistent, but there are moments that I forget and, and I'm not tending the garden and I'm not reminding myself of who I want to be. And those are the days that at the end of the day, it's like, okay, we need a lot of self-forgiveness today. <laughs> and tomorrow is a new day. The next moment's a new moment. And you start by reminding yourself where you, you know, where you want to be, who you want to be all over again. And just keep doing it. Can I share something funny with you? Yeah. There was a moment where I was like, where did that question come from? And that question came from a judgment mm. of how consistent have you been in being Ross? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh whew, man. Yeah. That one's come up for me a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. The thoughts still come, man. Yeah. The judgments, the judgments, especially self. Um, I've told a lot of people in the one-on-one calls, and I think in some of my posts, but it's difficult. And, you know, uh, I thank God for my wife. She's amazing. And she walks me through a lot, but she's also got to put up with a lot. Right. So the judgments that we have towards ourselves, um, those still come up a lot. And I find that in my closest relationships, uh, my wife, my children, my family, it's where those thoughts sneak in the most, right? The people that you are like, as soon as the sentence starts, I know where this is going, right? It's hard. (laughs) It's hard to, to sometimes keep the open mind. The more, you know, somebody um, to, to come with it in full presence and, and keep those inner voices out. The more, you know, somebody, the, the closer you are, because you already feel like, you know, where they're going with something. And that's an area where, talking about the consistency, right? And the tending of the garden. I know that it's improving immensely because I'm catching it so much faster now. And, and I'm, you know, uh, I'm, it's easier to also practice the forgiveness of self when I know that I'm catching it faster and I'm improving. And so easy in conversations with people that you don't have a deep relationship with yet because you're growing that and you're open and you're like excited to hear about them. And yeah, it's, uh, it's harder to get to that same place with someone that you know, so intimate. I'd be curious. I absolutely agree with that, but a curiosity that I have of like a a piece of discernment, and it, is it about the newness of these relationships that you're making? Or is it about the fact that you're meeting like-minded people? And mm. that the resistance with older relationships is that there isn't that like-mindedness the way that there is with new people that you're meeting. I think that, so for myself, in some of my relationships, that's 100% true. Um, it gets difficult when it's with my wife because, (laughs) because she actually is in my opinion. Right. And this is a, I guess, kind of a judgment, right? I see her as farther along in this journey because she's been about 
personal growth and and becoming the best person she could be as long as I've known her. And she, I was, you know, dragged along um, begrudgingly for a long time. And because I was the person that was like, oh, you don't like me how I am, <laughs> you know, and then kind of like the F word. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a good person. What are you talking about? And um, I wasn't about personal development, man. I really wasn't until, until coming into being like it's, it's been crazy. And so back to the question, right. I, I think that's what you said was true for a lot of the situations, but with my wife, it's kind of different. It's just, I think there's still, you know, like some things that maybe are in me that are still making that a little bit difficult um, that I haven't maybe addressed or looked at fully yet. Um, just old feelings, right? It's easy when it's the, it's easy when it's like the physical thoughts, but it's not when it's like the feelings. And um, we've been working through that stuff and it's been amazing, man. It's been amazing. I can't, you know, I, I've mentioned it before and I can't even tell you, like, that's the one thing that I could never repay Steve or Amy or Alan or anyone in this group really is what it's given to me in my marriage. Um, we literally were talking separation not long before joining the group. Like, and it wasn't the first time. And since then, like, it's just been all like growing towards each other. And so many of the things that were issues before just dissolved almost overnight. And, um, yeah. I mean, I told that, you know, directly to Steve at the event, there's a, a photo of us just like holding each other's shoulders. Right. And like, I told him in that moment, like just looking right in his eyes and being just as present as possible. And I said, look, man, I don't have $200,000 to work with you, <laughs> but if I did and all I knew I would get out of it is my marriage being fixed I would pay you that money gladly. And I meant every minute of that, every second of that, like, yeah, it like saved a marriage and you know what it's becoming is just so amazing. And I can't repay that ever. How would you describe your marriage today and describe it six months ago? Man, <sighs> like six months ago, there was like, commitment to each other you know um there was commitment to each other but it was like there was always tension uh like i said my wife was always about personal development growth uh positive transformation and i was about i'm good enough right where i am <laughs> and uh those two things don't really work together like we have big love for each other, but those two things don't really work together. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, what, like uh, vinegar and water, oil and water. Uh, it just doesn't, you know, they can, they can sit right next to each other, but they're not going to mix. And, yeah. um, and now, now it's just all like positive transformation. Like I said, a lot of the, the issues melted away. A lot of the big issues melted away. Um, 
now it's kind of working through, like I, like I kind of alluded to a second ago, my individual feelings that I have and, and hers as well. Uh, I'm not going to speak too much for her, but about the past, right? Because you know that you need to forgive and move forward and let go. But when you have years of uh, some, in some ways, animosity, in some ways, frustration, uh, you have all of that that happened over time. It's not as easy to just say, I forgive, let go of those feelings. They're gone, right? Like, no, those feelings are still there. And in being every day, right, those are the things when those come up that I really got to go back to my document, right? I really got to fall back to this is who I want to be, even though these feelings are surfacing. Because that is just the lesson of where I came from. It's not who I'm being now. It's not who I want to be now. And it's not what we're working towards in the future. Now we have a more combined vision. Now we're like peanut butter and jelly, (laughs) Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, oil and water. Um, So yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's not to say that there's not issues, you know, Um, there are still things that we work through. What I would say is the difficult conversations last a lot less time now, right? And, and the forgiveness is a lot quicker now. And the moving forward is a lot quicker now. Um, and there's a lot less of it now. So with, it feels a lot more cohesive and a lot more of a, a loving team now than it did in the past. So happy for you, Casey. Mm, I appreciate that. I think this is a pretty powerful place to end our conversation. Yeah. Before we do, any final things you would like listeners to hear? Oh, uh, I still put it out there that I know I've been a little taking a lot less calls lately, but the connect calls, everyone should be getting on that. Um, I'm really big on what they've done for me What's and what I've seen. Call? So I put it out there in a couple of my posts um, and it kind of grew from there. I wasn't expecting what happened. Um, like a connect call, I would say is just, if there's anyone that you find interesting, their posts, a post specifically, um, reach out to them and just get like a 30 minute call set up with them. And just like this, right? Just like this with you and I right now, there's no agenda. There's no, no coaching, no, no, none of that. You just kind of have a call with someone that you find interesting and be open to whatever happens and be fully present with them. And I say like almost every single time magic happens. And I am a big believer in that because I put that out there and within a month I took 40 calls, like 40 something calls. It was a lot. <laughs> maybe it was, maybe I should have been scheduling a little bit better in the beginning, but I was taking three a day sometimes. And sometimes they were half hour. Sometimes they were an hour. Sometimes they were an hour and a half. And every one of them touched me and the transformations that I saw in myself and that I saw in others after our call 
were nothing short of amazing. So if I leave this with anything, it's just, yeah, continue connecting with people. Um, anyone that, that you're, you feel drawn to, I would say to reach out and connect with them. There's a reason you're feeling drawn to it. And experience the miracle of yeah. pure human connection. Cause that's yeah. all we're talking about. Yeah. And how much of that has, you know, been taken from us in the last few years. Right. And now you're in this safe place of like, yeah, this is the best place for it, man. It's, it's brilliant. And everyone's coming to it from such a great place. So yeah, if I can leave it with anything, it's that. And, you know, just boil it down to who you really want to be and start practicing. Life will open up. It'll be amazing. Casey, thank you so much for being in this experience with me. Can't wait to see you soon. Yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time and space to be with me. Thank you. Lots of love, brother. Peace out. I love you, brother. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be used.